Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. And once again, I'm joined with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, this one is a, uh, a little lighter than the last one we did, which was on in-laws. Uh, this one is, well, kind of dealing with the in-laws, um, but uh, this one's on Sunday dinner. And we had a, a, a reader write into us saying that their spouse's family meets up every Sunday for dinner. Um, and I don't know the background. They didn't give us all the background, but uh, basically they think that it's a little ridiculous that they have this obligation to go to Sunday dinner with their spouse's family every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one of those traditional things that the, their spouse has done for a long time. And so we're going to try to, to answer some of their questions here. Okay. Um, so first, uh, the person who wrote into us was the wife. Um, okay. And you mentioned that if the wife knew about the family dinners before the couple got married, she w- should have raised her issues or concerns. Um, I guess my question is, well, if she did, or if she didn't raise the questions but knew about them, now what? Uh, does it become a tougher argument because she didn't speak up then? Well, to some degree, yeah. Because, you know, if, if this was something that was always done, it's not like she didn't know that this was something that was part of their family, um, that, you know, it it wasn't something that was sprung on her. Um, and if this was um, part of what came with the, her spouse, so to speak, um, it really should have been raised beforehand that if she was uncomfortable with it. So it is going to be a little bit more difficult now um, to raise it as, you know, I'm not happy with it because he could very well turn around and say, but you knew that this is what we always did. So how come you never said anything before? doesn't mean she's not entitled to uh, raise it, but it is going to be a little bit more difficult because it's understandable that he would turn around and say, you know, this is what we always do. And if it was something that, you know, you were unhappy about, why didn't you say something? Because again, it's not just a Sunday dinner. It has more to do with the way the family, the extended family functions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and in your article, you bring up a, a really good point about a lot of the issues not having a right or wrong answer, um, just a difference in upbringing. And this one obviously being, uh, this is that one family's tradition and the other one didn't do this tradition. So uh, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just what they're used to. Um, when there is no right or wrong answer, does that make the argument tougher or easier, you think? Meaning um, when when people engage in an argument per se, um, it's usually a, a one person's tactic to try to point out a flaw in the other person's thinking or something. And um, But in this case, you're basically just trying to persuade them to your side because it's not a right or wrong issue. Well... What I what I basically do, my rule of thumb when I'm working with couples is the following. I don't I don't look at this as a floor or expectations. I, I guess more expectations, not so much a floor. My rule of thumb is that everybody will have different needs. When one person has a need that they feel really, really, really strongly about and the other person doesn't, 
that you give into the person who has the really strong need. When you both feel really strongly about an issue, then that's when you have to compromise. Okay. And so it's it's a matter of just understanding that you both have a very um, you've been brought up differently, um, and it's not a matter that somebody's right or wrong. See it as that you've just been brought up differently, and then you have to go about talking about how you're going to compromise or work out the details of handling two different ways of looking at the same situation. Okay. It, now, this is actually, my next question is something we've touched upon in the past, um, mm. but I want to bring it up again in case somebody may have missed it or not missed an article or missed a podcast or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, do you think there's an unwritten rule in marriage that each spouse is responsible for talking to their own parents, siblings, uh, extended relatives uh, when issues like this arise uh, to try to smooth things over, for example, missing dinner? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's an unwritten rule that blood talks to blood. Okay. Um, I don't think that it goes as well when the in-law speaks to each other. I think generally it's better when blood talks to blood. Okay. And when one spouse enters the other's family and uh, their traditions, would you advise them to make an offer of changing the traditions now that they're included, or um, should they should they not say anything and instead just kind of go along with the show? Well, you know, this gets very complicated because I think that, you know, like I have an in-law now. My, my daughter is married. Mm -hmm. And I think it also behooves the older generation to make adaptations as well. Now, in the in the best of all worlds, um, I can make that statement. That doesn't always happen. Yeah. So I've had to adjust and change and realize that things can't always be the way I would want them to be. Um, I've got to be aware that there's another family. I have to be aware of the fact that my daughter uh, might not always do things the way we've done things in my family, that she's going to have to do things a little bit differently to include my son-in-law and my son-in-law's family. Um, so it, it really involves several different families that are going to have to make adjustments. Um, and that's what makes for the tension, and that's what creates the problems. Um, there, were, there are no... There are no rules on this. There's no rule book on this. Yeah. Um, it's a very difficult dance that has to be done in order to um, be able to negotiate who says what to whom and how you uh, address the different feelings that, that the different players have in order so that you know, everybody's feelings get taken into account and you can still have harmony within the different families. Okay. And at the end of your article, you say that couples might not end up agreeing, uh, which is understandable, but they, but during the process, they need to respect and accept the other's decisions. Um, if in this case, if the wife decides not to go to dinner once a week um, and maybe decides she'll do it every other week, 
what mm -hmm. advice would you give the husband who needs to then go to his family and try to explain why his wife isn't at dinner that week? Okay, what I'm going to say is, even though I just went into that whole spiel <laughs> about everybody having to adjust and, you know, other people's feelings and all, and, and perhaps many of the listeners are going to feel I didn't really answer the question, in the end, I do believe that the husband and wife have to back each other up. Okay. And so if the wife, we're talking about the wife in this case, yeah. feels really strongly that she does not want to go to this family dinner every Sunday night, I think that the compromise has to take place between the husband and wife and that he's got to support her. Um, so I don't necessarily think, I think if she misses a dinner once in a while, that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the husband should go to his family and say, she really doesn't like the idea of coming to family events every you know, week. She thinks it's ridiculous because that's just going to hurt everybody's feelings. Yeah. So I think that he can make an excuse once in a while, but I don't think that she can come every other week and he can make that statement. I think that the couple um, have to stay together, have to join together as a team, and may have to break from the tradition, and that he's got to back her up. Um, and they together have to break from the tradition. And he's got to go to his parents and say, you know, now that I have a new family, now that I have a wife, you know, we feel that there are other obligations that we have and of course we love you and you know we still want to be a part of the extended family but we're only going to be coming every other week now okay i think that's great advice thank you so much karen okay and that is actually going to do it for us so we ended on a high note okay um so thank you very much everybody else out there um uh, once again you can and I, I think i should bring this up but i don't know if everybody realizes this but the the we take the articles that Karen writes and we actually expand on it and offer new issues pertaining to the article. So if you are a, a new listener, I recommend you go back and read the article because it does offer a lot more information and answers a lot more questions. Um, and vice versa, if, if you're only, I guess you wouldn't be listening to this now, but if you read the articles, uh, know that you're getting new and fresh information on these podcasts. So I highly recommend going to the website and checking those out. And obviously, you can get a lot more information also at uh, Karen's, uh, Dr. Karen Sherman's website, which is drkarensherman.com. And also, she has another site, uh, choicerelationships.com. So I know that was long-winded, but I hope everybody uh, gets valuable information out of it. So thank you once again, Karen. I really appreciate the time. Okay, Steve. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye now. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.